Hey everybody, Sean Rosenstiel here. Welcome back to the video series on Think and Grow Rich. Before we get into chapter three, faith. One thing I failed to mention in the last video on chapter two, desire, was that in that chapter, there is a six step formula for getting what it is that you want. Now I have actually extracted that formula from the book and put it directly into the success guide so that you can actually journal your answers to each of those six steps. Uh, through talking with a lot of people and through my own experience, I find that a lot of people actually don't do these exercises in the book, right? And part of the reason why that success guide is there is to help you really fully integrate these learnings into your own life. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to download the success guide below and go back, watch the video on chapter two, Desire, that was just published yesterday, and go ahead and open that success guide, and after you read through those six steps, fill it out, you know, play full out, fill it out, and I think what you'll find is that you'll be pleasantly surprised when you're done. It'll feel like this sense of accomplishment that you've finally gotten this idea of whatever it is what you wanted out of your head and on paper, okay? So this video is all about chapter three, faith. He calls it visualization of and belief in attainment of desire, right? And faith, when I, when I think of that word, it can get a little bit complicated. And for me, it's real simple. It just means strong belief, right? So what are some of the key points that I've discovered in this chapter? The first key point is this, faith, love, and sex. I'm on page 40 now. Napoleon says that the emotions of faith, love, and sex are the most powerful of all the major positive emotions. When the three are blended, they have the effect of coloring the vibration of thought in such a way that it instantly reaches the subconscious mind where it is changed into its spiritual equivalent, the only form that induces a response from infinite intelligence. And we're going to be talking at length about the subconscious mind in a future chapter. But that's so interesting, right? This comes down to some of those dominating thoughts that we talked about in the last video. The emotions of faith, love, and sex are the most powerful of all the major powerful emotions. And it's your ability to blend those three emotions together. And that's what will help you to further communicate whatever it is you're desiring to your subconscious mind. So very important to think about when you think about your dominating thoughts. You know, how often are your thoughts of strong belief or faith? How often are your thoughts of, of love or sex, right? And it's that blending that becomes so powerful. Second idea here is this idea of repetition. So I'm on page 41 now. Napoleon says that repetition of affirmation of orders to your subconscious mind is the only known method of voluntary development of the emotion of faith. Any impulse of thought which is repeatedly passed on to the subconscious mind is finally accepted and acted upon by the subconscious mind, which proceeds to translate that impulse into its physical equivalent by the most practical procedure available. So what he's talking about here, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, what we're talking about here is auto-suggestion. That's actually what chapter four is all about, the principle of auto-suggestion. 
But this idea of repetition is a powerful one. It's been known that I think somewhere between 60 and 80,000 thoughts we have every day. And of those 60 to 80,000 thoughts, I think it was something like 98% of those thoughts are repeat offenders. So we're already in the habit of repetition when it comes to our dominating thoughts. The question is, are those thoughts positive and healthy for us? Are they empowering thoughts or are they limiting thoughts, right? And the more and more re we repeat those thoughts over and over, by the minute, by the hour, by the day, that repetition is what is really burying those thoughts into our subconscious mind. So again, we're going to cover more about this principle of auto-suggestion in the next chapter, in the next video. But powerful idea here. Another key point is dominating thoughts. We've talked about this already, but I'm on page 43 now. We'll go a little further here. One comes finally to believe whatever one repeats to oneself, whether the statement is true or false. And I'm going forward here to page 44. Every man is what he is because of the dominating thoughts which he permits to occupy his mind. Thought, thoughts which a man deliberately places in his own mind and encourages with sympathy or feeling, right? And with which he mixes any one or more of the emotions constitute the motivating forces which direct and control his every movement, act, and deed. So let's unpack that for a minute. On page 43, he says, one comes finally to believe whatever one repeats to oneself through auto-suggestion, right? Whether the statement to, is true or false. So that's pretty scary, isn't it? Because if we're repeating an idea or a thought to ourselves over and over and over again without the proper perspective on whatever it is, it could actually be a false statement. I mean, have you ever, have you ever thought or been led to believe in something and then found out later that it wasn't true or it wasn't the same way you thought it was and your perspective was wrong, right? And then he goes on to say that every man is what he is because of the dominating thoughts he permits, he chooses, right? He permits to occupy his mind. Every thought constitutes the motivating forces which direct and control his every movement, every act, every deed, I mean, that, that's a little bit overwhelming, isn't it? So these dominating thoughts, whether they're true or false, are going to literally dictate our every movement, act, and deed. So I think the takeaway here is that we better know what thoughts are dominating our minds. And we better make good choices as far as which thoughts we allow to dominate our minds and which thoughts we, you know, uh, disregard. We'll talk later about um, being the guard, standing guard at the door of your mind, right? Um, so, so super powerful. These thoughts that we have, they direct and control everything about our lives, every movement, act, and deed. So important to remember that. Next key point here, greatest weakness. I'm on page 45. Napoleon says, taking inventory of mental assets and liabilities you will discover that your greatest weakness is lack of self-confidence. This handicap can be surmounted and timidity translated into courage through the aid of the principle of auto-suggestion. The application of this principle 
may be made through a simple arrangement of positive thought impulses stated in writing, memorized, and repeated until they become a part of the working equipment of the subconscious faculty of your mind. So it's interesting because when we analyze, if you've ever you know, done a little introspection or inventory and you've analyzed your own strengths and weaknesses, usually those things are, you know, they come down to like skills or you know, other external things. Uh, we, we usually don't realize that a big weakness might be self-confidence, right? Many of us don't take the time to realize that some of our struggle could be due to that. Right? could be due to a lack of self-confidence. And think back to the times where you've achieved certain things. Think back to some of the times in your life where you, know, you really surprised yourself in what it is you overcame or accomplished, no matter what it was. And my guess is that for whatever reason, your self-confidence levels were high, right? So self-confidence is, is, is almost, that could be considered a feeling as well. I know that if, I, if I'm feeling very confident, feel like I can take on the world, right? Like there's nothing that can hold me back. So I find it interesting that Napoleon's suggesting here that one of our greatest weaknesses is a lack of self-confidence. Okay, next point here. Sales of thought. I love this one. I'm on page 41, uh, 47 now. He says, like the wind, which carries one ship east and another west, the law of auto-suggestion will lift you up or pull you down according to the way you set your sails of thought. So I love that metaphor because isn't it true when you have a negative thought, it, you tend to spiral down some other rabbit hole like one negative thought leads to the next? Well, at the same time, if you set your sails of thought in the right direction, when you have a thought of love or you have a thought that comes from a place of gratitude or, or appreciation, happiness, joy, whatever it is, usually your next thought is of a similar caliber, right? It's not like you deeply sense this appreciation or have a, a deep thought of love and then all of a sudden it, you know, the sales of thought changes and you go off in this other direction. The way that your mind works, you're gonna go down a rabbit hole either way. <laughs> so what he's suggesting is set the sales of thought in the right direction so that one, one thought does lead to the next more of your thoughts are from a positive nature versus a negative nature, right? One other thing that I just remembered here, going back on the last point as far as our greatest weakness, I'm back on page 45 now. I think this is important to mention. He said that the application of this principle may be made, meaning auto-suggestion, it may be made through a simple arrangement of positive thought impulses stated in writing, memorized and repeated, until they become a part of the working equipment of the subconscious faculty of your mind. Stated in writing, memorized and repeated. So this goes back to what I mentioned at the beginning of this video. In chapter two, Desire, in the previous chapter, there is a six point formula. There's six steps and it's exactly what you need to do to put your own desire in writing. And it's in the success guide so that you can journal out your answers that's so important. That, that desire of yours needs to be stated in writing, memorized, and repeated. Why is that? Because it needs to become a part of the working equipment 
of the subconscious faculty of your mind, right? That's why that's so important. Okay. All right, moving on. Last but not least here, bargain with life. What, a, what an interesting idea. This one really stopped me in my tracks here. I'm on page uh, 56. And he says, riches begin in the form of thought. The amount is limited only by the person in whose mind the thought is put into motion. Faith removes limitations, right? The power of belief remind, uh, removes limitations. Remember this when you are ready to bargain with life for whatever it is that you ask as your price for having passed this way. That's a big wake-up call for me. I don't know about you, but when I read that, it really made me think about how I'm bargaining with life. And, and again, riches in this perspective, riches begin in the form of thought. The amount is limited only by the person in whose mind the thought is put into motion. We're not only talking about financial riches here. We're talking about riches in all areas of life, spiritual riches, emotional, uh, mental riches. We're talking about physical riches, relational riches, riches of all sizes, shapes, and colors. So he says, remember this when you are ready to bargain with life for whatever it is that you ask is your price for having passed that way. I stop for a minute. I turned down a glass, <laughs> as Napoleon would say, right? But I paused to think and I thought to myself, how have I bargained with life? In all the different areas of my life, have I asked a high enough price? Because I too, just like you, we're, we're, we're passing this way, right? We have this unbelievable experience of this thing called life, this miracle. And the question is, have we asked a high enough price? Are we bargaining effectively? And is what we're asking of life good enough? Do we need to raise our standards in certain areas? So that to me is a bit of a call to arms. And uh, it really helped to make me think and, and realize, you know what? I think my standards in certain areas have been too low. And I think there's room now for me to raise my standards. So I love that idea of bargaining with life. So that does it. Those are the key points that I discovered in chapter three, faith. I'd like to know what you thought the key points were. So feel free to put whatever it is you thought were the key points in the comments section below. Also, please like and share this video with your friends, family, anyone who you believe would get some benefit from it. I'd greatly appreciate that. And also be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the future videos that I'll be publishing over the next few days and weeks with this video series. So next video, we're gonna move on to the next chapter. Auto-suggestion, we certainly mentioned auto-suggestion a lot in this video, but we're gonna dig a little deeper and go through it a little further in the next video. So I look forward to seeing you and serving you there. Take care.